1: At ADP, we understand the importance of building the right team and offer the data insights to help. Just as importantly, our AI technology helps you pay the team accurately. Grow stronger with ADP. HR, talent, time, and payroll.
2: Broadway's My Beat, from Times Square to Columbus Circle the gaudiest, the most violent, the lonesomest mile in the world.
0: Broadway's My Beat, transcribed with Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover.
2: The quick twilight of winter has drained off Broadway, flowed in the side streets, for an instant lingered on the sea edge of the steel island. And somewhere a switch pulled, a dynamo released. The avenue strikes fire and the night has begun. End of a winter day. And you went to the room and died with it. Or oh, the other thing. Flung yourself into nighttime and the loudspeakers to sob for you and the crepe paper man dolls to dance for you and the hawkers with a guided tour. Nighttime, kid. A way of life. And at headquarters, the file on the day's violence. Close it. The desk, clear it of empty coffee container. Tray of cigarette butts. The unfinished report dealing with alley assault. Staple it. Put it in tomorrow's drawer. The man who waits for you is a man of infinite patience. Take all the time you want, Danny. Thank you, Gino. Take the whole evening to close
3: shop if you want. Well, I'll be ready in just... Do two. not take into consideration for a minute that even now, Mrs. Tartaglia is biting her knuckles, tapping her left foot like this... Because the lasagna is well, sagging. Gino,
2: I just want it to. It goes
3: without saying, Danny, how pleased we are to have you to a dinner at our house. After so many invitations extended, so many rejected for this. And I'm that. ready,
2: Gino. Get the lights, huh?
3: And then we'll go, huh, Danny? And I will stop on the way for a bottle of wine. Danny, consider you worked hard today. Consider the lights are out.
2: Consider. Danny Clover speaking. Who is this?
4: It's running away from me, man. You come watch out, Joey Condon. Me, Joey. Where? West 49, 2312. Hurry, man, or you'll never make it.
2: A man, Gino, hurt, dying. I'm sorry, Gino, what...
4: Danny.
2: Squad car now, and nighttime ride, Broadway, and leave at the crowd ebb down 49th. 10th Avenue, and park the squad car. Look for an address. Find it. Rooming house available to transients and those tired enough to want to take advantage of the monthly rates. Name Joey Condon on small directory and small vestibule. Room 5. Corridor.
4: Come on in. It's open. Open to the world. To everybody who wants a sight to see Who did this to you? Ain't I? I'll get some help. Oh, wait, wait. I ain't going to be alone when it happens. Don't go nowhere. Cut like this. Just tell me who... Things that happen. Cut like this. The way it flows out of you. Dreamy. You get get sleepy for the whole world. You don't hate nobody. You don't feel any... (laughs)
2: Furnished room on West 49th, cubicle of limbo, and decor to match. Wall where phone was, pencil scrawled with the lonely names, first names of women, some underlined. And end table, cigarette charred where solitude had been ground and blistered into veneer. Other things. And this, the man who had lived it. A man named Joey Condon, dead of a knife wound. And do now the things of death. The call to headquarters to report it, to say, come for it and search of a dead man. Wallet and loose cigarettes and separate card and cellophane. Joey Condon, member of the musicians' union. And another call and a voice that says, Joey worked the pinwheel club on West 5-2. Joey was the trumpet man there. Joey's had it, fella. And hang up. And in corridor, the familiar sound. Foot scrapings of the violence collectors. Meet them. Tell them about it. Leave them with it. And nighttime becomes the pinwheel club, and the rhythm of night in the narrow room is Dixieland. The man who owns it all just can't stand still. It reaches him, he says.
5: Every night, you'd think I'd get crass and jaded, but every night reaches out to me.
2: What I told you, Mr. Robert. Avery.
5: Say Avery to me.
2: All right. Avery, what I told you, that hasn't reached you yet, huh? About Joey? Yeah, about Joey.
5: I'll level. You're nothing. You know why? Tell me, Avery. You're nothing because you came running to tell me Joey isn't going to be here tonight. He's dead. I don't need that. What? One of the boys in the band don't show up. Nobody cries. Me, who bought him? I don't cry. They don't show up. We know they got reasons. Last night was Joey's turn. To be honest with you, I didn't expect Joey for a week. What are you talking about? Last night, some people took Joey right out of the band because they couldn't stand it anymore in a public place. Had to let Joey happen to them in their own place. Who did? The woods. Charlie Wood, Laura Wood. Went mad for the horn. Took it out of here to a party last night.
2: You know where they live, Avery?
5: Ask the check girl on the way away from me, huh? She's very kindly to all. On the way away from me, huh? Nothing, man. Take a drink. Bottles inside. What'd you go away for in the first place? Come on. What am I doing
2: holding your drink? Take it. No, thanks. Where's your lady? Huh? You went out
5: to get a lady, didn't you? This afternoon with the rest of everybody?
2: All the ladies went out to get lads and all the lads to get ladies. Routine to keep the party going, right? Got three days' worth of bottles. Started last night... Let's see, we can hold out till. Uh... Hey, don't you remember anything? Your name's Wood, isn't it? See, you remember. Your wife's. Uh... Laura, see how good you remember. The party started at the pinwheels. See? And that's where you met Joey Condon. Where's Joey? You know where Joey is? I haven't seen him since. Hey, uh... since when? Hey, I haven't seen you either. You know something? What? weren't at the party last night. Today, either. You didn't go out of here look... Police. Oh. 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 What for? Nobody's making a disturbance here, sir. Even Joey put a mute on his horn. When's the last time you saw Joey? I'm going to think about it. Um, I'm thinking about You're it. Right ahead. He didn't have fun, I guess. He left. About
5: four o'clock this morning. Was here maybe three hours, and then he
2: left. Where's your wife, Mr. Wood? You think I'd send Laura out? Well, then she's home, huh?
5: Sleeping. Laura's sleeping and waiting for the fun to happen again. Go wake her. She's tired.
2: This party's been going on. Yeah, I know, for nearly 24 hours. Go wake her. What for? I want to talk to her. You going to wake her, or do I just barge right in? You don't believe me, huh? I'll show you. Laura. Cut it out. That bed's not been slept in, Mr. Wood.
5: You know where she is.
2: You tell me. Laura's not here. Hasn't been for a long time. For how long? Long, long. For how long? Well, she'll come back. She she left with Joey. You made me tell you. You made me say what my wife did. Went up. Where did they go?
5: I don't know. Find her for me, will you? Find her. Please, find her. And <laughs>
4: <Lorella.
2: laughs> wait for him some more. Till the time when the concern wasn't distilled from booze. Till he began to finger the old scar on his cheek. Till he could tell me this. About five foot three. Blonde, twenty-five wearing a mink coat and a dress, white, and a beauty mark. I'll get you a picture. And leave there. Back to headquarters and put out an all-points bulletin for Laura. And from one lead, legwork. Woman-fitting description seen walking Lenox Avenue this afternoon. Cab driver reports fair answering description to Bank Street in Greenwich Village. Bartender in Greenwich Village reports selling a fifth of Scots to such person about 8 o'clock tonight. Desk clerk in Greenwich says he wasn't committing himself, but try room 312. Three flights up, and you gotta walk it, mister. Straight back to the end of the hall to your right. And, uh, would you mind taking this bottle of scotch up to her she just ordered?
1: Give the bottle and hold out your hat for a tip. All right, don't take off your hat. Here's a dollar for you, anyhow, to show you how. You're
2: Laura Wood, aren't you?
1: Yeah, here's some more money. Buy yourself a trumpet. Come back and play. Like Joey? Nobody can play like Joey.
2: He's dead. You sure? Sure.
1: I wanted you to be sure before I gave you an impression. Now I'll give it to you. Joey's dead. <laughs>
0: You are listening to Broadway's My Beat, written by Morton Fine and David Friedkin, and starring Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover. Now that the inauguration is history, CBS Radio is looking ahead and planning for another great event of 1953, England's coronation. As yes, when Queen Elizabeth is crowned mid the traditional pomp and ceremony that has accompanied British coronations for centuries, CBS Radio will be on the scene a great squadron of reporters and observers will bring you every important highlight of the historic occasion. In politics, in world affairs, in great moments of history like the coronation, CBS Radio is first, because CBS Radio News plans far ahead of the headlines.
2: The chill wind puffs down from the river, Broadway is a place of regret. The new dreams made for the new year show their first fray. The golden girls are wrapped in fur coats someone else could afford. It's the time of the galosh, the noisy radiator, and the cold linoleum on the bare feet. And the mornings are filled with the numbing hours and dead cigarettes and bottoms of coffee cups. It's January's end. Snow time, muffler time. The time to get an invitation from your sister-in-law Bernice in sunny California Instead of just snapshots. The winter room where I was, my part of police headquarters, new morning, new details. Detective Mugovan lighting his new pipe. and then a shiny Sergeant Gino Tartaglia. Good
3: morning, Danny. How are you this morning? Hi Gino.
2: Did you give my apologies to your wife? She
3: understood, Danny. I told her what happened. She went over to her rocker, rocked, and when she was finished rocking, she said she understood. She told me to convey to you the message that her good Italian food awaits your pleasure at any time.
2: Oh, thank her for me.
3: I did. Detective Muggerman? Yeah, Gino. You're invited, too. Just as long as there will be no repetition of what happened the last time. I promise. It was only wine, Muggerman. How? Could I'm
2: telling you... you for the hundredth time, Gino, I wasn't drunk. And how
3: did you do what you did? Gino. All right. I won't tell. Danny... What did he do at your house, Gino? Danny, Mrs. Laura Wood is outside for an interview. What did Mugovan do? Mrs. Wood, having spent the night in the pokey, is now in a sober condition and will be most happy to talk to you. This way, to see Danny Clover.
2: Oh, please sit down, Mrs. Wood. That'll be all, Sergeant. How do you feel? Well, next time, don't drink so much.
1: I need you.
2: You may need me, Mrs. Wood. You see, if you're innocent, you might need a cop to prove it. That's why you might need me.
1: Innocent or what?
2: Don't you remember? Joey Condon was murdered.
1: You think I did it? Did you? You can drop dead if you like. I'll say, oh, my.
2: Well, what can you expect, Danny? Your husband's a rum pot, too. Poor cops.
1: I'll send you both National Geographic magazines and a fifth of seltzer. What were
2: you doing in that hotel, Mrs. Wood? Drinking. Just wander around town and booze it up, huh? Yeah.
1: I before last met a trumpet player. You know who, Joey Condon. Took him home with some people, then we left, did pieces of the town. We two and another fella. We got off for a while at Joey's place. Joey was through. But I kept going, me and the fella. Oh, I'm a girl with stamina. But then you'll never know. What fella? Can you imagine a jazz hound watchmaker? What fella? Name's Georgie Prince. Wines watches all day. Unwinds all night. Took me to listen to records. Georgie's place over his clock shop on West 28th. That fella's a walking mainspring.
3: Mrs. Wood's lawyer, Danny.
2: Show man And counselor to Laura Wood is a glistening man. Curve of sun on gold rim of glasses, on newly shaven and powdered cheek, on freshly pink fingernails flying open the zipper of the briefcase. The yellowed smile, the brief legal type curtsy, the ritual of the writ and sign on the dotted line for girl. Receiver, offer an arm, and when girl murder suspect like Laura pats tenderly a counselor's cheek.
1: Oh, baby,
2: baby. No gleam and glisten like it anywhere in the world. And they leave. <laughs> When the tenderness and light has trailed away Check a name against city directory Confirm an address Go there And on a shop window Slapped against basement brownstone The name George Prince And a function, watch repairs And inside a man sits behind a glass partition Peering into a delicate mechanism of a lady's watch Bites a lip, does something to it Views it now with naked eye, then...
4: <laughs> He's nice. Very nice. Uh, yeah? Anything I can do for you, sir? You, uh, Georgie Prince? Well, look around, all alone, no one to help me. That makes me Georgie.
2: Police. Uh, get out from behind that thing, Mr. Prince. You'll be able to make out the badge
4: better. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I'm so used to working real close. My eyes... Uh... Hey, you're sure please, police, all right, sir. You sure are. But, but why? A girl's been telling me about you, Mr. Prince. Me? A girl told you about me? I, I did a watch for her? Who? What?
2: Laura Wood. You know Laura Wood, don't you, Mr. Prince? I don't think so.
4: She told you about me? You were with her last night. What are you yes. with? Yes. Yes, I was with her last night. For a while, that don't make me know her. That that kind of girl, you don't know her just from one part of the night. It'll take a long time. Impressed you, huh? Very, very much. And Joey Condon. Joey Condon, Mr. Prince. He was a part of last night, too. You, Laura, Joey. A very fine jazz musician. I read in the paper he was killed last night. I want to go to his funeral. It should be very big. You kill him? No. No, I... I'm a watch repairer. Nights, I go places where I can go crazy, forget what I am, be somebody else. I don't kill. I thought about it, but I couldn't kill. Last night, you went to a place like that, Mr. Prince? Oh, lots of lots. With Joey and with Laura. She was his. I was along because Joey said I'd I'd give Laura laughs. Then... Then what? In Joey's room, the three of us for a while, drinking, screaming. Then all of a sudden, it, it wasn't me she was laughing at, but him. Joey. And she says, uh, you're nice, Mr. Prince. You and me, that's what she said.
2: And you left Joey's place with her?
4: Lots of after-hour places Laura knew about. Just me and her. Places I never dreamed. And then I took her back here to listen to some of my records. Around morning, she started laughing at me again. Scratches my face. Hard. Runs out. Leaves me standing there. Hey. uh... What? You see, Laura, again, tell her I didn't mind. I didn't mind one little bit. Danny? Hey, wait
2: up, Danny. Just on my way to your office. What do you got? Some rundown on that sweet character, Mrs. Wood. Oh. Very sweet character. I said, oh, Mugovan, that's not the secret word, huh? Okay, run down on Mrs. Wood and e. Laura Brennan. Married Charles Wood three years ago. That's fine, fine. You stop me again when... Sometimes you... I get you in a bad humor, don't I? Is that all you got? Well, she has a record. Record, narcotics, took a cure. Oh, and something else. A man once signed a complaint against her for cutting him all up. Cutting him? Yeah, with a bottle. man signed the complaint before Laura was brought to try to withdrew it. That's interesting. What man was that kind... Chap owns a pinwheel nightclub named Avery Roberts. Mm-hmm. You've talked to him for quite a while once before, haven't you, Danny? Long enough so that he'll remember me, Mugavin.
5: It hits you how different this joint is when it's empty, Mr. Clover. Hits me right here between the eyes. You want to listen to me, Avery? I know, I know. You're going to say to me, Laura. Uh-huh.
2: I was told you signed a complaint against her.
5: For the bottle bit? Yeah, I'll show you. I'll unbutton my shirt. See? Funny bit she did on the torso, huh? Then you withdrew the complaint. And it eats you. Why? huh It made a thing. What? It made a big thing in the newspapers. How a girl cut me up with a broken bottle. Pictures and everything. Especially pictures of Laura.
2: Look, Avery... You
5: said it each you. why, didn't you? Why I withdrew the complaint. I'm telling you why.
2: Because Laura had her pictures in the paper.
5: It's a slogan, Mr. Clover. A picture's worth more than a billion words. And a picture of Laura in the New York dailies and a rundown on her type of excitement, it's only natural. What is? A fellow of the type, Charlie Wood, crowds me against the bar the next day, presses a wad of printed matter into my empty palm, and says... For withdrawing the complaint against your girl. Charles Wood, her husband? Charlie Boy. Avid reader of the Daily Papers. Student of photographs. Buyer for a lot of pain. A week later, he married it. What else? You don't get around much, do you? Just tell what else. Let me see now. There was a cutting of a little piano play in the village. That was with Laura's high heel. That was two years ago. There was the wrapping of a French horn around the neck of a French horn player, I forget who. And there was a scar on Charlie's face, just for Charlie alone. A solid year ago. That's what else about Charlie. Yeah. You're not coming back here anymore, huh, Mr. Clover? That's good. That's real good. <laughs>
1: didn't drop dead. You want to try for it inside? Come on in. You come for the fifth of seltzer. I know a funny bit that goes with seltzer. Where's your husband? Oh, he'll be very good in a bit. I'll
2: call him. A little later. I want to talk to you. For what? Joey Condon.
1: One of the other times you said that name to me, I went like this. (laughs) Only louder.
2: Let's pose this name, then. Avery Roberts.
1: You're going to do what to a name? Oppose it? Then what am I supposed to
2: do? Get your husband. Sure.
1: I've had him, now you can have him. Charlie! charl Carlo! What do you want? Get in here, pet. We got company. Bring around a ball of yarn sometime, I'll show you why I call him pet. Laura. Him, pet. I was just pitching you.
2: What do you want here, Clover? I just want you to join this discussion we're having.
1: Oh, Pet here's a real big joiner.
2: What were you talking about, Clover? A man named Avery Roberts. What about him? I'm trying to figure out why you paid him off to drop his complaint against your wife. <laughs> Tell me, Mr. Wood.
5: That badge you carry makes you have a big mouth spread,
2: huh, Clover?
1: Tell him, Pet. Tell him why you settled with Avery. Ah. You saw my picture in the paper, Mr. Clover. He read about me.
2: Now you know, Clover. Now you can be on your way. And Laura appealed to you, huh? I married her, didn't I? Sure. My
1: pet got me out of hock, and I'm a grateful girl. Mrs. Wood. Hmm?
2: You've got quite a record. Leave her alone.
1: Man wants to talk about me, pet. I don't mind.
2: Shut up, Laura. How'd you get that scar on your face, Mr. What Wood? What difference your is Your wife, huh? We were drinking. There was an accident.
1: I'm sorry, pet.
2: Another thing I... Can't figure. What are you talking about? Your wife. I told you, leave her alone. When she drinks, she gets violent. That's my problem.
1: And he's happy. You know what I do to my pet, Mr. Clover?
2: Why don't you shut up? Why don't you get out of here?
1: I fascinate him. He told me.
2: When she gets drunk, she gets violent. When she... I've
1: been a good girl for years.
2: Then, uh... Trumpet player set you off again. Look, all we did was have a party. Must have been a pretty dull party, Laura.
1: Yep, a lot of dull. So
2: you left it with a trumpet player and another man.
1: A little watchmaker didn't matter. Charlie knew that, didn't you, Charlie?
2: What are you trying to do to me, Laura? You followed them, didn't you, Mr. Wood? What are you trying to do to me, Laura?
1: It's done, Pet. You
2: followed them, when your wife left, you killed Joey Condon. Listen to me. What?
1: Well, Pet.
2: You... You you just listen to me.
1: We're waiting, Pet.
2: I don't know. I don't know
5: anything anymore. The things that have happened.
1: What things, Charlie?
5: Married to you. And what you made me do. You know something, Mr. Clover. You know something.
2: What? Can you imagine a man being jealous of her? I was.
1: Pet... Charlie. Carlo.
2: Get away from me. Get away.
1: Aw. All I want to do is kiss you goodbye. That bit.
2: Come along, Mr. Wood. The other streets never paid off, so you walk Broadway. And Broadway is different. It twists you into the nighttime and whirls you in your puppet dance with the spinning lights, rocks you and tosses you up in the air and bangs you against the gutter. You can't quit, because this is the street that never does. It's Broadway, the gaudiest, the most violent The lonesomest mile in the world. Broadway. My Beat.
0: Broadway's My Beat stars Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover with Charles Calvert as Tartaglia and Jack Crucian as Mugovan. The program is transcribed and directed by Elliot Lewis, with musical score composed and conducted by Alexander Courage. In tonight's story, Mary Jane Croft was heard as Laura, and Whitfield Connor as Charles Wood. Featured in the cast were Sidney Miller and James McCallion. Bill Anders speaking. We're not lazy, a little smug maybe, but not lazy. You see, we don't think we have to carry on about Amos and Andy and tell folks what they already know. It's probably not even necessary to remind folks that the one and only Amos and Andy show is a part of the Sunday Funday lineup on CBS Radio. Let's face it, everybody knows and everybody who loves to laugh listens on most of these same stations every Sunday. Stay tuned now for the Vaughn Monroe Show, which follows immediately over most of these same stations. And remember, Lionel Barrymore is your host on the Sunday Night Playhouse on the CBS Radio Network.